know you anymore. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. You're going down a path I can't follow. Because of Obi-Wan. Because of what you've done. What you plan to do. Stop. Stop now. Come back. I love you. Obi-Wan. Why must you confront him? Because there is good in him. I felt it. He won't turn me over to the Emperor. I can save him. I can turn him back to the good side. I have to try. No. Go, my son. Leave me. No. You're coming with me. I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you. You already have Look. You were right. You were right about me. Tell your sister. You were right. Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 438 together again i'm as always one of your hosts jason hunt and with me the han solo to my luke skywalker we're going classic today for some reason we've got carl leclerc oh jason it's so good to be back and you know i'm always happy to save you from a tie fighter assault when you're on your way to blowing up a death star it's just what i do that's what we do it's for good I'll, re- I'll return the favor when you're frozen in carbonite perfect uh, much appreciated <laughs> i yeah and i'm sure your plan will not be as well thought out as mine um, just a quick quick jab at that crazy plan Luke has in Return of the Jedi. But Jason, we are not alone in this episode, and I am so excited for our special guest for this week. Uh, we have an incredible Star Wars artist gracing us with their presence this evening. Everyone, we have Roberto Draws. Roberto, welcome to the show. Woo. Hello. Thank you for inviting me and having me on the show. So, R- R- Roberto has been do you've been doing Star Wars art for a little while now? Is that right? Yeah, I think it's coming on two years or three years. <laughs> I start to oh. keep track, uh, but especially since the whole COVID thing just kind of blurs time to, uh, that, together. <laughs> that year doesn't exist somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you you have done so many incredibly unique and beautiful pieces of Star Wars art and uh one of one of your most recent prints uh is called together again and um jason and i both hopped right on that and ordered it it's now hanging up as the center of my star wars room and uh i immediately just started messaging you and you were kind enough to agree to come on so we're super excited to have you on to talk about 
how you, how you got into Star Wars art, why you do Star Wars art, and looking a little bit at your uh, incredible piece together again. Um, <laughs> yeah. So b- before we start hounding you with all of our curiosity questions, um, <laughs> we had a poll on our last week's episode where we asked all of you who your favorite Bad Batch character was. And Jason, I think we got a pretty diverse response here. We did. Um, in fourth place with one vote each, we've got uh, Cad Bane and Chopper both got shoutouts. We had Hunter and Crosshair each had one vote. In third place with two votes, we've got Sid, uh, which I thought was kind of fun. In second place with three votes, we've got Tech. And tied for first, we've got Wrecker and Omega. (laughs) Wrecker? Wrecker? Teak? (laughs) Yes. So my vote was for Wrecker. Uh... I know, Carl, you voted for Omega. Um, and then, Roberto, you said you your favorites was Wrecker and Tech, correct? Yeah, it's it's hard to pick between those two, but I, I, I just love that there's a little bit more mystery with them compared to the other characters. I know uh, Omega has a, a, a lot of mystery about, about her, but I think... For, for the clones, it's um, Wrecker and Tech for me. I it's uh, I, I loved reading some of the responses folks had, and I always love it when people don't just say the name, but also tell us why. It's just super. It's just so great. Like when you know someone's got like a well thought out, uh, and, and that is in no way a, a slam on anyone who just gave us the name. Um, but it's always just neat to hear because I, th- I feel like sometimes when somebody's like, oh, you know, you, it's almost like you surprise yourself that that was your favorite and you almost have to make it make sense to yourself. So you just say it all, which, which is always right. great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm surprised uh, tech made it so high. Me too. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, I, I was debating between Wrecker and tech, but Wrecker won out just because he's a big, lovable goofball um and <laughs> I, I just love the the whole dynamic of a big giant hulking teddy bear who could kill you if he got mad is kind of just a, a a trope that i enjoy in general um but wrecker has a a level of uh sincerity and uh honesty that i think is um refreshing from the rest of the clones. So I, I really like that one. Um, it's why I think he and Omega get along so well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, well, as always, thank you to all of you who participated in the poll and we're going to have a very exciting matchup for you that we'll share at the end of the episode. Um, and then one last little thing we just want to, to kind of give everyone a heads up on before we, we jump into the meat of our conversation. Um, so starting uh, next week, which is the, you know, the first week of October, Jason and I are going to be essentially in our 10th year of podcasting in October. So we are excited to be doing just lots of really fun episodes throughout the month of October to celebrate 10 years of podcasting. Um, yeah. All sorts of top lists, favorite lists, 
things we've loved, things we've learned from all the years of, of doing podcasting together, learn, you know, things we've learned to about star Wars that now we love dearly. So all sorts of fun things. Uh, and we're going to kick it off next week with doing a top three, big three moments. So looking at Han, Luke and Leia and some of our favorite Han, Luke and Leia moments. So we'll be kicking off 10 years of that next week. Um, and hopefully you'll, you'll join us for all of that. Um, insane Carl. It is. It's a little wild. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we've done this long. Me neither. It doesn't feel that long. I would say it feels that long, but not in a bad way. (laughs) 10 years is a long, 10 years is a long time. Like I feel it, but it's, but it's been a really, like, I I will say it's been something consistently fun for a decade of my life, which is something to be proud of. (laughs) Good. I was just hoping it wasn't like I made it feel like it was 20 years or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! You guys are like a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, point. Roberto. You Pretty much. Have <laughs> no idea, Roberto. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, hopefully, like I said, you know, we, we hope to have you have you with us throughout the month of October. Where we hit some of our favorite uh, favorite things about Star Wars, just as we you know start celebrating uh, celebrating this milestone. Um, and to all of you who've been with us, whether it's been for 10 years or 10 days, thank you for being here. Whether you've been with us for 10 minutes, because we're almost at 10 minutes into the episode. Um, thank you for being with <laughs> us. Um, so, uh, Roberto, so I'm so excited to have you on. And something I love to do when we have new guests, and I apologize I didn't prep you with these questions, but that's kind of the fun of it. Um, just to kind of help folks get a sense of, you know, what, is, what, is, what are your things in Star Wars you love? I just have a couple of quick questions for you. Um, first of all, my favorite question to ask any Star Wars fan is, which is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, that has to be The Last Jedi. Uh, it, it was, it was the, you know, it was a life-changing movie when uh, experiencing it in the theaters. After that, there was like, uh, no return, you know, to normal life. Everything changed after that point. <laughs> That's amazing. I, oh gosh, I love to hear that. Love to hear that. Um, yeah. It's always nice to hear, uh, you know, new answers to that question. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Um, well, and then the next question I have for you is who is your favorite star Wars character? And feel free oh, to man, feel free know, to list a couple because I know that this one's a really hard one to to get on the spot. You know, it is for for a while it was uh, uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, but after the Rise of Skywalker, it, it has to be Rey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just connected with her story so much. You know, I know many people have a problem with the uh, the sequel trilogies, but for me, they're like perfect together and hey i think daisy really just did a fantastic job uh, in all three movies but especially especially in the rise of skywalker it, i really connected with her character the most and ever since then i think i from the from this point on i just kind of see my character my favorite character being ray i love it i love it yeah I'll, well roberto i'll i'll totally be with you on that. She's not my favorite, but she's definitely top three for me, but she's the first real star Wars cosplay costume I ever bought. I actually bought a cosplay outfit for her episode nine. Look, cause I just, I also loved her in that movie and I understand. Hey, so you right? Us, right? Say again. 
cosplayed as Ray? I still haven't cosplayed as her because my costume arrived right at the start of the pandemic. So <laughs> there was no celebration last <laughs> summer, but I'm hoping to do it at the next convention. Yeah. And I've, I've never actually cosplayed at a convention, but I was like, I kind of want it to be Ray to be my first one. I just, I, I loved her character in, in episode nine. So, and your work is very, very Ray centric in a lot of ways. And I, and I, that's one of the things that has drawn me to so much, so much of your star Wars um, artwork. So, um, yeah, it makes sense to me that she's your number one. <laughs> and that is so cool that you're going to cosplay as Ray. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, me too. I'm, I, I hope it still fits. Well, it probably will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one last question and this, this one can also be a bit tricky. So I apologize. Feel free to take a second if you need it, but, um, Jason and I both are huge Star Wars music fans. So in that vein, just curious what your favorite piece of Star Wars music is. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Ray's. There's no, yeah. no question about it. It's, it's um, <laughs> And you first hear it in The Force Awakens as you're sliding down and all that. And in, in The Star Destroyer, it's a, it's a little whimsical, a little magical, and, and also very hopeful in a, in a, in a nice, calming way, I, no, it just even to this day when I hear it, it it sparks you know just these feelings of being in the theater watching uh, the Force Awakens, and you know that was a movie that even that was a movie that kind of brought me into Star Wars. Yeah, it was the movie that you know started getting the ball rolling, and then Rogue One just continued that, and the Last Jedi was completely tipping point that just pushed me over the edge but i remember because at that point in the force awakens i started feeling the magic of what star wars was i would imagine it would be it would feel like it would have would have felt like a with the new hope and Mm. and um seeing the uh, luke's uh theme be Mm. the same experience for other people the first uh, a new hope and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, was Force Awakens your first Star Wars movie you'd seen, or were you familiar with it before? I was familiar with it before, but it, growing up in like in the early eighties, I didn't really get to see them in the theater. I, I I saw I saw the the prequels in the theater, but they didn't capture the magic of original. But it was so long. Uh, between movies and growing up at that age where you know star wars wasn't kind of wasn't a thing it reached it it really wasn't a thing for us so it was was the the force awakens that you know that brought me in that i was able to see all the the star wars was about what people love about it. it was my introduction to it my actual introduction to this fandom that's that's fantastic. I love hearing all these new stories about uh, how people get into Star Wars and stuff like that. Because Carl and I are, you know, uh, Star Wars fans of old. Uh, not to say that we're old enough to see the originals, but like it's been in our lives since we've been very, very young. So it's it's really, really interesting and neat to to hear different people's stories about how they they got into star wars and stuff like that so that's great and i can ask you a question do you guys have families that like um 
uh, that also were Star Wars fans that kind of brought you guys uh, um, more interested in Star Wars, talking about it with uh, friends and family? Um, yes. My, <laughs> my mom was super into it. Uh, she was a senior in high school when it came out in 1977 and saw it 11 times in the theater. So, oh, wow. <laughs> of course, it was in the theater for like over a year. Um, mm, yes, that's true. So, <laughs> so that had something to do with it. But she <laughs> saw it 11 times. She made her own Chewbacca costume for Halloween that year. Uh, and so when I was introduced to the Star Wars, when the special editions came out in 1997, she was definitely uh, encouraging of my exploration of of this new and larger world, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, that and, is really cool. Yeah, and I I got into it because of two of my cousins growing up. I was like, they were my best friends for from basically the age of six to sixteen, and I, I used to play with the Star Wars toys with them long before I even saw the movies. But then when we saw the movies, it just you know, uh, sim- not probably the same vein as when you saw Last Jedi because I was a child, so probably not the same level of awareness. But it just became mm-hmm. this. It became something more than just a game we played um, as kids. It was. It became something really special. So yeah, and 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 having that with with my cousins, um, you know, made us so close. And and I'm fairly certain without them, I would not have. I would not have become the Star Wars fan that I am. Um, so yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's. I think we're lucky when we have family or friends in those formative years to share it with. Um, was it the same for you? Did you did you get to you know participate in Star Wars with with your own family? Oh, it was uh, it was actually the opposite of, of that because growing up Hispanic with the first generation Hispanic here, um, my family migrating from Mexico here, and growing up in a community you know, very similar that Star Wars was not a thing uh, at all in our, I remember in elementary, junior, and high school, it wasn't a thing for any of us. Uh, You know, our parents growing up in Mexico wasn't, weren't into, uh, you know, American culture, even though I know Star Wars that was in in theaters in Mexico, it's just that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a thing for them. And so having cousins and friends, that weren't into Star Wars, so there was really nothing to feed that that interest. Even though I like, I love Star Wars from from when I first saw it, but that was it. Uh, there was it was pretty much a desert, so there was nothing to continue that love, and I com- eventually forgot about it. And then the prequels came. It wasn't until the sequels where I was like, "Okay, let's let's get into this." <laughs> That's pretty wow. great. Yeah, that's such uh, a yeah. what did like what did I mean? Thanks for sharing that because that's such a totally different experience from both of us. So that's so neat that you kind of found it on your own and then found it in a whole new way. So just 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 out of curiosity's sake, when you went and saw Force Awakens back in 2015, did you go? Did you have a group of friends at that point that you were consuming Star Wars with? Did you go by go on your own and just? Uh, kind of continue to to bolster it on your own. What would that look like? Oh, it's, uh, well, it's that was my first. Uh, I just finished my first semester at Art Center, and that was one of the most difficult things that I've ever done in my life. But 
after we were done with uh, our finals, we went to see The Force Awakens, and I was excited with uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. We went to see it after we were done with finals and it we we usually go see it with a group of friends but because it was difficult um to gather everybody it was just me and her and it was something i i don't know how to you know what I, it was it was a roller coaster uh of a ride i um, it just felt like it was just non-stop going and these characters were just fascinating to me and it started clicking to see what what people liked about Star Wars, and but be, but because I was in the art center and that was my first real, uh, you know, it was one of the most difficult things I've done. That it didn't really provide a chance for me to dive into Star Wars uh, because I had to focus on school. So when the Rogue One came out, you know, my interest started increasing, but I couldn't really do anything about it. And that's when I said that was the last Jedi that pushed me over the edge because at that point after the last Jedi they were, you know, I was just thinking about Star Wars constantly I wanted to know so much more uh, about this Star Wars universe going back to even the prequels the prequels when I watched them they were fine you know, there was they weren't movies that kind of captivated us and wanted to talk about it it was just like also a fun movie and then you forgot about it but because uh, the sequel trilogies, I went back to look at those movies and saw them in a different light. I went back to look at uh, the original and, and again, saw them in a different light. And and it just became this hunger in me that wasn't uh, wasn't just contained with movies. It was it's like I wanted I wanted the books, I wanted the toys, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted so much more. And every time some, somebody would say Star Wars, I would hear. You know, my ears would pick up and I would want to talk about Star Wars with them. And that's something that I've never experienced. Like, uh, Star Wars, like, all of a sudden, I say it was life-changing. It was. It was just something that I could, couldn't stop thinking about. Uh, that, that it, I, this is always happening during, I was, while I was going to our art center, so it was very difficult to really dive into it. And it wasn't until I graduated that I started diving, where I had the time and the actual money to buy books and get into uh as much as i could with star wars i love that and that that whole experience of just wanting to consume more and more because you're 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 falling in love with it so you want to know more about it and i can just picture you standing with your your partner um as you're acquiring more and more star wars collectibles in your house just saying i want more but i know i should (laughs) (laughs) just like anakin (laughs) want more you know i shouldn't Oh man, that's the that is the mantra of every collector. Want more? Oh, I shouldn't. Um, yeah, I just started doing the the Bandai model kits. <laughs> oh no! I see them. I was like, oh, I want to get that. I want to get that. But I was like, no, I can't. I already have two of them that I need to start uh, need to start working on. Yeah, I yeah, it's, a, it's an addicting thing. Star Wars is so addicting. It it is it is, and they they're like. They they can it like they put out something to scratch whatever itch you have right like if if this is your thing in Star Wars well come over here we've got all this Jedi stuff oh you love Sith well check this out oh you like ships hey check out all these different types of models <laughs> right um, <laughs> so cool but actually Ro- Roberto that that um kind of 
leads me into kind of the, the, the first big question I wanted to ask you. Um, and th- thanks for kind of giving us like a, a sense of where this all started happening for you in this way. It, it really helps paint the narrative. So, so crystal clear. Um, so as you're in art school, you, you saw Force Awakens, you, your heart was captured again by Star Wars. Um, you're, you're finishing up with art school. So I'm just curious where, at what point did your, your, you know, your kind of rekindled love of Star Wars start to take shape as an artist? Like when did, when was it that you decided I want to start doing Star Wars art? Uh, that's a good question. You know, um, I remember doing, uh, I was, I was doing a, an art piece that uh, while I was in school that I never finished because I just didn't have time. And like a couple of months after I graduated, uh, me and my wife moved to New York and, and I had trouble, I had a little bit of trouble. Well, I had trouble finding uh, a job there. So I went through a little bit of a depression, I would say. And no, I wasn't drawing. I wasn't really doing uh, what I love, what I studied, but you know, I kind of just try to pull myself out of that little depression and and started just doing art. I started working on that piece that I was working on in school, the Ray and, and, and Ben piece. And that actually rekindled my love for drawing again because I had so much fun just doing that art piece that I just, just continued it. It was... I, I, I don't know. It's just um, loving these characters and loving art was just a perfect uh, mix and the way to express myself uh, and just to uh, find a way to enjoy life again, I guess. Man. So that was the beginning of what I guess many pieces later would be my art, my fan art career. <laughs> That's incredible, though, that Star Wars, uh, you know, I mean, in a weird way, like it really helped like buoy your spirits. I mean, star one of the main themes of star Wars is hope, right? <laughs> uh, seeing, seeing yeah. past the darkness. Um, and what an, in, what an incredible way to just, you know, you clearly have uh, a, a natural talent for art. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty evident. Um, but the fact that star Wars is what kind of drew that, you know, drew that passion back out of you, I think is just so, so cool. And and you mentioned that the the first piece that re- you really did that was Star Wars was it a Ky- was it was it Ben and Ray or Ray and Kylo? I guess it's Kylo. It's okay. a, I remember it was um it was supposed to be a uh, a Last Jedi type of art, but because I didn't finish it till like after I graduated, it became a cross thing uh, with the background but them fighting in the water. But that was the. But yeah, that was the, that was the thing that kind of spearheaded me towards doing fan art because there was just you no know, fan art. What art does for me uh, is allows me to communicate uh, what I what I love and what I enjoy. Uh, you know, words sometimes fail me, and I can't find the exact words to express myself. But I can do that through art. You know, I. I I put a lot of love and attention and to detail and, and work into it. So, and, and I put work out there and people can see that how much these characters, how much this world, how much this franchise means to me. So it's a way of me having to communicate uh, a passion that I otherwise fail to uh, sometimes fail to, to do. 
words. Wow. I mean, spoken like an artist. <laughs> That's just so, so beautifully put. You know, you hear you are saying, oh, sometimes words escape me. Which I'm I, valid. I'm sure that they, they do. They have it for all of us. But you just spoke so eloquently. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I mean, that love is really evident in your work. Um, what is it about um, Kylo slash Ben and Ray that really, you know, excites you? What is it about their dynamic you think that that really inspires you? Oh, you know what? That's a you know uh, that's a good question because it, it, it what inspires me about them is really what what I love about Star Wars, and you know I, something that I, I I think about when people ask me what what inspires you about Star Wars, and I think there's something in Star Wars that you know many other franchises don't have, and um, that. It, and what that is, is it, I think this phrase captures it perfectly uh, from a certain point of view. Uh, I think yeah. that <laughs> is the magic thing that inspires me and my art and can also translate to Ben and Ray because there's so many facets to these characters that, you know, it's kind of fun to try and, and, and try to capture some of the essence. And I know people may disagree on, on certain characters, uh, and and their story arcs, but there's always a way of looking at things, uh, and there's always a way of interpreting information or what you see in in these stories that really can be fun to play with. Okay, it it you can you can take these characters and show the many facets of of their life and other struggles, and I think that's uh, that is something that I absolutely fascinated with. Ray and Ben, that they're not so clearly cut, good and bad. They're, he's not the bad guy. Um, he's 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 a complicated character, and I think that allows the freedom to to have a little bit of fun with these characters and explore something that, that you know movies sometimes don't uh, don't have the time to explore. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um... And then I, I'm just kind of looking at your, your store on uh, in print and you got some great artwork, art pieces here. Um, but of course, the one that, that kind of really inspired all of this is uh, this conversation is the Together Again art piece that you did, which is absolutely stunning. Um, Carl, you've got it. I've it's on its way here. I purchased it um, about a week and a half ago. Uh, so I should be getting it soon, hopefully. But um, can you, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired this art piece? Because it, it's not, you know, the, you know, the Ray and Ben, uh, you know, uh, focus that, you know, kind of kick things off. How did you get from that to, to something like this, which covers, so much of the saga in one one art piece uh, <laughs> well um that piece originally came the idea came from uh from the dark Maul one uh, the the throne um because i when i was researching uh how marble you know how novel looks i looked at you know these old renaissance carvings of leonardo and all that and 
and I was just seeing the beautiful reflection. And one of the pieces that came up was the the Pieta, and I remember once I was done with the small piece, I wanted to do something that was focusing on Padme, and and I remember the Pieta. I thought that would be such a great idea to put Padme and Anakin in in that pose, and it became and then after that it became more of an Anakin piece, and it makes sense why it becomes an Anakin piece because it's a very tragic and and sad story. Uh, so that's how it, it really got started. It started. It came from uh, the mall, uh, the throne piece. And yeah, and it just grew. It just it became this big old piece that took me so so long to do. But yeah, that's how it started. That's where it came from. It, usually, an idea comes from another idea or an idea that never really formed and just doesn't quite um, capture my attention, but may work for a different character or or. An idea sometimes just needs to needs to uh, incubate a little bit more, and as I try to figure it out. But this one came pretty easily once I was um, once the idea came came to my mind. I find that just so incredible that you are you know doing a little bit of that research to to kind of uh, inform the piece. So so as you know as the concept was kind of coming to fruition for you. Um, did you know, so I, I, you probably don't know this about me cause we've never really chatted before Roberto, but so, I mean, I, I've always worked in the church world. I have a degree in theology. One of my favorite classes in, in grad school was, um, art in theology. So like looking at, you know, stained glass windows, looking at, you know, the architecture of a church building and, and what it's trying to theologically say. So that part of me was immediately drawn to this print of yours because it really is, this it's almost this sacred rendering of the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. Um, was it in your mind that you kind of wanted it to be almost this religious iconography? And, and folks, just in case you're wondering what this art piece is, we've got it in our show notes uh, and hopefully it should be a thumbnail for, for this episode as well. So make sure you, you take a look at this while we're talking about it. Good call, Jason. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can you ask, can you ask the question again? Yeah, sure. So was it, as you were kind of conceiving this piece, did you know you kind of wanted it to be in the, the, the medium of almost religious iconography? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's something that uh, growing up Catholic, uh, you know, you seeing religious imagery and kind of everything, uh, but it, it's kind of normal to me. So this and I, when the idea came came in uh, into my head, it was like, yeah, let's dive fully into it and let's not hold back. And uh, I, it's it took me a long time because it was it's a lot of it's a lot of thinking and going through it, making sure the colors, making sure the poses, making sure everything's correct, everything feels right. Otherwise, it's gonna fall apart. Making sure the character characters are in the right spot and picking the characters uh, are also uh, something that is very difficult because you want to put as many characters in there as, as you want, but they might not necessarily form uh, help the image. So you have to kind of decide where to do what to do and how to put them and having that 
having familiarized myself with uh, you know research of stained glass and looking at poses and looking at the colors and looking at everything uh, all that was very much intentional and, and and because this is a and this is a tragic and when you look at uh, you know the bible and jesus and all that it's a very tragic story so there's there's a lot of parallels that uh, you know george uh, put into Star Wars. So it's like, why not just go for it and dive and see uh, how people will react and hopefully, and thankfully they reacted in a, in, in a positive way. Yeah. I, I mean, I for one sure as heck did. And I, years ago I was, I was on, on a, a friend of ours podcast, the Star Wars report, and we were just randomly chatting. We were talking about you know, if you could do one thing with Star Wars, if you had, you know, budget was no issue, you could have all the money you wanted, what would you like to make that Star Wars themed? And the first thing that I said was, oh, definitely a Star Wars church. And, you know, with <laughs> stained glass windows depicting all the, you know, the kind of famous moments of Star Wars. So, um, Roberto, like you, I also grew up Catholic, so I'm sure you're familiar with the rosary. I actually, years ago, I was really bored one night and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write up decades of the rosary, but to Star Wars moments. So I picked like <laughs> 10 sacred moments to me from Star Wars. And it's like, here's, here would be some wonderful things to reflect on from Star Wars. Um, so again, like this piece of yours, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, if, if when I win the, the lottery someday and build that little Star Wars church, this, this is, I want Roberto's piece to be right over the main sanctuary. Like this is the most beautiful piece I've seen. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm, I know that this question sometimes, you know, when you ask an artist, like, what are you trying to say? Some artists rather not say, so feel free to do that here. But I am just so curious, you know, what is it you're trying to really convey with the together again piece? What, what's the message you would really hope to, to, to put out there into the world? Uh, well, that's a little bit of a tough question because, I, you know, and, you know, one of the things that I definitely wanted to portray is that I know many many people kind of see Anakin and Vader as this um, irredeemable character, and you know, if it was real life, and yeah, you can, it's he's an un, unredeemable character, but because it's fiction, it's we can treat it a little bit different. We can treat it a little bit softer. So, and and it's it's fascinating to take these you know characters and humanize them and and feel sympathy for them. And one of the things that I definitely wanted to come across is that you know, even though Anakin did some horrible things, it's like he was still human. There there were parts of his life that that are relatable to everybody. He fell in love, you know, he was um, dedicated to a cause and, and, and throughout and somewhere in his life, he just lost his way. And that can happen to anybody. You know, we may not fall as far as uh, Anakin has, but we do fall. And sometimes we need a little bit of, of compassion um, from other people or sympathy or just understanding. And, and this is what I wanted, wanted to do is just like, you know, yeah, he did horrible things and that's, uh, that's a whole separate thing. But for this moment in, in his life, it's just like, he's, uh, he's like any other, like any, any other one, any of us, you know, uh, has a family, has people that love him and want the best for them. And, it sometimes portraying them in a sympathetic way is it, a it's a good thing. It's a nice thing. 
Yeah. Well, it's an absolutely gorgeous piece, and there's uh, a ton of beautiful detail to, to look at, and uh, it's great being able to just find all the characters, and it's balanced beautifully. Uh, I know you said you, you spent a lot of, of work and time getting the poses and the characters and everything in the right places, and it's, it is beautifully balanced, in my opinion. So uh, I really love the, the whole composition of the artwork. So, um, uh, well, well done. <laughs> well, another, no, one of the, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Roberto. Sorry. Yeah. It's something pieces like this, um, together again. Uh, and we are the sparks are pieces that, you know, kind of really ask me as an, as an artist, because there's so many times where, uh, in the process and I'm really doubting myself. And sometimes you doubt your own, my, I, I doubt my own skills. I, I you kind of, uh, you know, you tell yourself in the back of your head, it's like, what are you even doing? It's like, and, and it's like, you should just give up and not go forward. But, you know, because you, I believe in the story because I believe in what I'm doing, you know, I, you ha- I have to power myself to finishing it and to see it through. And so this piece was very much trying, uh, very much difficult to do, and something that you know was a huge relief when I was finally done and and put it out there for people to see. Yeah, you know, one of the as I when I first saw the print, I immediately started looking at. Um, uh, so actually, two of my two of my close friends here in Boston, uh, my buddy Greg has your your print. We are the spark hanging over his two-year-old she is she two years old no darn it she's just over one year old but he's got a one-year-old daughter i know that piece is hanging over her crib and then my friend ben is a huge dr afro fan and he has your your afro print hanging in his house so you are you're beloved by the star wars boston community um (laughs) (laughs) um, that's awesome (laughs) but as i was looking at your your stuff i mean and and then you know i just looking at the things you post on your, on your Twitter, it, it was very clear, like, Oh wow. Roberto really loves Ray and Kylo. And, um, and then that became very evident when I was looking at your work. So one of the things that struck me when I was looking at together again for the first time, I was like, I'm surprised Ray's not somewhere in here. And then I noticed that she, she obviously is in there, you know, it, with you did the, the crossed sabers kind of right behind the Pieta. Um, just curious, uh, you know, what, was it, why was it was it really important for you to get get something from Ray Skywalker into this as well? well yeah, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. Because she's part of the family; she's a Skywalker. And uh, you know, like like I said, some people may have issues with the rise of Skywalker. It, it just really depends on how you look at things. But one of the things that I love is choosing your family and and, and adopting. And she's carrying that that legacy, and so it was important for me to show uh, her and Ben there as well. Uh, you know, I have you know everything that I did there is purposeful. It, there's really nothing that I put there just for a or for you know for people to just geek out over a character there. <laughs> uh, you know, because I really didn't have t- <laughs> I I couldn't really have time to just put something something like that there because i, I it like i said it tested my patience it, it put me through the ringer so i wanted to get it done so but everything there has a purpose it just it, it and it depends on 
on the person that is interpreting it. It's that does does Ray? There's no question for me that Ray belongs there because she represents the future, and I think that's what I think that's what uh, um, that's why I have uh, Padme holding Ray and Ben's lightsaber because they represent future. They represent going to carry on not only for for the jedi but also for for humanity hope and so that's why they're there and uh i have anakin holding holding uh luke and and leia's lightsaber because i want you know he's he never got to really you know um raise his children and i'm pretty sure he would have loved to if if he had the opportunity uh, if things if things didn't go south, so so that yeah, everything there is uh, purposeful. Don't, nothing, I didn't put anything there that uh, uh, that shouldn't be there. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's one particular panel, uh, if that's the right. I don't know if I'm using the correct artistic language here, but the panel, I believe it's when you're looking at the print, the top left one in the circle of Padme and Anakin holding the twins. That's the only that interestingly enough, that's the one particular part of the print. That's just like that never happened at all. I mean, granted, neither did the Pieta scenario, but um, why, you know, just curious, you know, why did you, I love that it's there. Why, why was it important to include that little, you know, that little icon there of, of, Padme and Anakin holding their children. Uh, good eye, because I, no, nobody ever brought that up. Nobody has brought that up. But, um, but I, you know, that was again done purposefully because I wanted to, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really tragic um, story with Anakin and Padme. Really tragic story. So, you know, I, you can't really represent that uh, without. You can't really represent, you know what? I, okay, what I wanted to do with that scene is represent the love that he had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the love that he had for this woman, the love that he had for, for you know, the future when he found out that that he was gonna be, he was gonna be a, a father. So it, it represents an alternative, uh, alternative reality, but there's also the background where you see, I, I. I I try to do my research as best as I could, and sometimes it's really difficult. But the background that you see behind Padme is um, Alderaan, where Leia grows up. Mm-hmm. And the background that you see behind um, Anakin is Tatooine. So so there is that imagery of what if alternative reality, uh, and there's also the background, what really happens. And so the background represents that these two kids separated and grew up separately and, and Padme and, and Anakin never got to live that life that they hoped they would have. So I think it's an interesting, it's a, it's a really interesting, um, well, I think it's a really interesting piece in the whole, in the whole part, in the whole uh, illustration, because it's it's what they want versus what they wanted versus what reality is. Uh, mm. It's one of my favorites, and you also I don't know if it came across uh, very well. You also see that Anik, uh, Padme is in her 
is in her funeral gown. Yes. Oh my goodness. Of, oh yeah, that yeah. she is. Yeah. She's in her funeral gowns, representing that you know she's not with us. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good eye that you caught that. Mm. Well, well, to be fair, you you pointed it out, so it was easier to catch that. Well, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I do love that panel. It is one of my favorites. Um, I mean, I, it's hard to not love all the panels in here because of the way that they just, they all tell pieces of the story uh, that create this whole of, of this, this couple here. Um, and, you know, how all these lives are intermingled and interacting with, with, these these two so it's it's beautiful absolutely beautiful i i I would be remiss if i did not point out and mention the fact that in the bottom two corners you have r2d2 and c3po which are my favorite (laughs) characters in all of star wars so i very much appreciate that those two are in there particularly since uh the the two of them were very integral in you know their relationship and the implication is is that uh anakin gave 3po to padme to watch over and padme gave r2 to anakin to watch over so um which is i love that so yeah they almost uh they were a late addition addition to the piece and when it occurred to me that you know i needed uh you know see that R2 and 3CPO in there, it, 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 you know, I had to correct that. Uh, they've been there with them the entire time. It's like, how can I not have them? They're literally recording the entire, their entire story. So it's, it would just be wrong not to have them there. And yeah. two of the, so two of the best droids. So you <laughs> yes. have to. Yes. It- yeah, I, you know, I is when I looked at the piece and saw them, I was like, all right, Jason's gonna get excited about that alone. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love how they're in a in an interesting way. They're almost like the two corner pieces, right? Like they're kind of the anchor of the piece in an interesting way, and they're they're the storytellers, right? That was always George's point of having them in all the movies. Um, you know, is and and while they're not in the sequels enough, I would argue they are still there, and they are the mm. they are the forever witnesses. You know, um, they're they're the interpreters of the story. So I love that they, you know, they and especially where you put them. They're you know they're not interacting with anything in the work, but they're kind of these these kind of two staples in the corners holding holding everything up, almost as if they're calling to witness to it or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, if they had a because they were a late addition, it just kind of happened to fit at the bottom. But exactly what you said, if, you know, if they, if it would have made sense to have them in a different place, I would have rearranged everything to have them fit in the right location. But because it was just perfect for them to be at the bottom, kind of witnessing this, uh, this whole story play out from generation to generation, it just absolutely made sense to have them there. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I got to say, um, I think one of my favorite, uh, again, like one of the circular panels, which is right in the top center, which is, you know, little Anakin and Shmi. I mean, this is right out of 
so much uh, iconography of of Mary, you know, the mother of mm-hmm. Jesus, right? She's always kind mm-hmm. of indicating G- whenever she's holding child Jesus. It's in in Christian art, it's always she's always there to indicate look at my son, right? That's that's kind of Mary's story and 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 the Christian tradition is, is she's she's always there mm-hmm. to point to her son to remind us that he's the special one. Um, and I love how you captured that same energy that Shmi has this protective hand on him and Anakin has his hand in blessing, essentially. Um, I mean, that's, <laughs> it is so it's just so awesome. Uh, that is, you know, when I when I drew that out, sketched that out, you know, I, that's when I thought, OK, I think I have something pretty good here. Mm-hmm. And it was because of Shmi it, itself, because I, I think that's when the whole thing just started coming together. Where it started to make sense what I was trying to do. Because sometimes what it, what it feels like as an artist is like you have a, a out-of-focus image in your head. It's like you can tell, you know what it is, but you can't really picture, picture it uh, well. So in the sketching process you can tell whether this is going to work this is not going to work or maybe this needs a little bit more time to figure out and so once i put me and anakin there it just became clear and every all the puzzle pieces started falling into place because it was was me it was absolutely absolutely you were absolutely right she is the holy mother you know she she's anchors uh the whole anakin story just by her mere presence of of uh, just being there because of what we see in you know the phantom menace we see anakin be this hopeful kid thinking about you know slaves and thinking about just being this kid of hope and 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 kindness and so that goes back to how me raised the that just goes back to uh, the mother and how she raised him, and and if this kid is so pure as uh, with a heart of gold, it, it has to come from somewhere. It has to come mm-hmm. from Shmi. So mm-hmm. that's exactly that's exactly right. That it represents uh, the best part of of his life in in a way. It's it's, it's just stunning. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a very beautiful piece. So the, the, I, I, I also just, again, curious about the, you know, your artistic choice to put Anakin in the Darth Vader costume, you know, I mean, as opposed to putting him in, in Jedi robes, you have him in the Vader costume. I love that you did that. Just curious as to, to what the inspiration for that was. You know, it it doesn't make sense for me to put him in in his in, in his Jedi robes because that's he's kind of doing what what he is there to do. You know, kind of try to bring justice to to the world, try to bring peace to it. Uh, not the world, the you the universe. But you know, there's this whole life to him after being a Jedi that I didn't want to ignore. I didn't want to just you know brush under the under the rug like it didn't happen you know part of what i love about star wars is embracing the multifaceted universe that it is this is multifaceted characters you know and not just uh, focusing on on 
you know, Ben being a good boy. No, he did some horrible things. Anakin being this good boy. No, he did some horrible things. And part of putting him in the in in the Vader uniform is that it it's also you no know, focusing that he uh mentioning that he kinda did something that is horrible and unforgivable. So it and it just and having them putting them in the suit and having this younger looking uh, uh, Anakin in his Jedi times, it just kind of made sense to kind of merge these two characters into one. And, uh, and, and if you can feel sympathy for him, you know, if you could feel sympathy while he's in his Darth Vader uniform and, you know, having that in front of your face, knowing completely what he did you know then i did a pretty good job there i would say and you know it's such an interesting such an interesting thing with uh with the pieta because i know you know you could put it you could change any of the characters you could you know instead of padme you could put me there instead oh i seen somebody did a pin uh with uh the pieta but it's instead of Instead, it's uh, Obi-Wan holding Anakin. And so, you know, there's many different ways of interpreting it, interpreting this, but it's just this is the best way that I, I and the most impactful and emotional way to, to do it. Well, I would say it's a, it's, it's a resounding success, <laughs> yeah. at least at least for these, these two knuckleheads over here. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> if we have anything to say about it, it's it's a it's the best piece you've ever done. No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. I there's people that's messaging me saying that, you know, they never collected any fan art whatsoever in the entire in, in their entire uh Star Wars fandom. But when they saw this that 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 they had to get it. And I always find that just uh yeah. Weird, but also really a, uh, an awesome compliment that people just really connected with this piece. It surprised me how how uh, how how people received it. You know, I thought it was going to do pretty well, and it and it did way better than I, I ever imagined. Well, good. It's well deserved. <laughs> you know, it I mean, and it you know, and that it, it's 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 just so. Awesome. Again, just you gracing us even with your own little Star Wars narrative, uh, you know, throughout the start of the episode with how much the sequel trilogy brought you back in and it gave you this whole new perspective of looking at the entirety of the saga. I think you're bringing such a fresh voice to the Star Wars fan community that is just hitting the right cylinders for so many folks because as you've insinuated several times, right, the sequel era has been such a tumultuous time for fandom, whether it was because you hated episode eight or you hate episode nine, you know, it's nice, I think, for people to get a breath of fresh air from folks like you, Roberto, who just say, hey, I just really love Star Wars and this is the trilogy that did it for me. And that just... It's just so evidently poured into the pieces you've done. So the fact that folks are responding with tremendous love, it's because they're sensing the love you put into it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, I don't know how to even describe doing Star Wars fan, uh, fan art because every time that I want to do some Marvel fan art or some DC fan art, you know, I, I always, 
end up going to Star Wars because <laughs> there's so much to cover, so much to do that, you know, I haven't even gotten in, into the legends because there's so much stuff in canon right now that I'm trying to catch up and I'm trying to learn about that. It's it's, it's almost like racing on an unfinishable race, but it's just so much to love and so much to that I want to tackle. And, and this is my way of like, showing how much this uh, franchise means to me. Well, we are all so lucky that you're, that you're here in this community providing like an emotional outlet for star Wars, because I think uh, for me, especially uh, star Wars is always a visual medium to me first. You know, I, I love the books. I love those stories, but I always love to look at star Wars. Um, and you know, I, I just, I think your pieces just capture such a, you know, I can think of no other word but sacredness. You you kind of cap specifically in this piece, you capture the sacredness of Star Wars. You know, whether whether you are a person who grew up religious or you're not religious at all, I think this particular piece of yours, together again, really captures just the reality of that for all of us Star Wars fans. There is something so sacred and special about Star Wars, and this print presents that to us. It just says, Hey, there's something really special about star Wars and I'm going to present it to you as if it were religious iconography. Cause you know, again, I mean, it sounds like you, you obviously were raised in a, in a Catholic world, you know, religion has been part of your life. It sounds like, but you know, it's just so, I mean, re religion is a very powerful force in the world. And so is Star Wars, pun intended. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I think just what your piece presents to every single one of us who's a Star Wars fan is, you know, it just it, you're just clicking that button of, you know, Star Wars is, as you said, kind of at the, at the start of, of the show this evening, is that it's it's just something special, not like anything else we've experienced. And this this piece captures that energy so beautifully. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I, it, it, I'm so happy that it's gracing the wall of my room. <laughs> so I love it so much. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for that support. <laughs> it means a lot to me. It's just, it, it, you know, when I first started doing fan art, yeah, you know, my piece would never, my art would never like really um, uh, get to that much attention. But after I started doing fan art, I think it's because at the same time that I was beginning to do fan art i was also beginning to find my voice as an artist mm -hmm. sometimes you know sometimes artists have a voice from the get-go sometimes it takes a while to figure figure themselves out and it took me a while to figure figure what my voice is what my style is and so star wars and my style started coming together at the same time so it, it just so it surprised me how 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 much people have you know enjoyed my art and the fact that it brings a lot of positivity into a you know into a fandom and, and social media that can sometimes be a little bit hard uh hard to um deal with at times that you know it's it's great to have you know artists and that can bring a little bit of joy uh, with their art to so many people well again i can't thank you enough for uh, you know, for bringing that into the, into fandom. And then it's awesome that star Wars, especially has helped you find your artistic voice. Uh, 
I just think that's again just a testament to the power of Star Wars. <laughs> it's a it's a very strange and unique thing that it's 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 inspired a lot of people to do a lot of different things and everybody on this podcast included in that statement. So, um, well, you know, uh, goodness, I, I got, I got to ask all my questions and I, and I appreciate your incredibly thoughtful answers. Um, Jason, before we, we wrap it up here, was there anything, you know, you, you haven't been able to ask yet because I apologize that I talked a lot. Oh, you're fine. A lot of my questions got answered in the conversation. So um, the only other thing I will say is that uh, I managed to to jump on. You had a sale on your your site, Roberto, um, about a week or so ago, and I was able to jump on and get a a pair of of prints. Um, the Together Again being one of them, uh, and then the other being Masters and Apprentices. Uh, which is uh, your your Clone Wars Obi Wan Anakin and Ahsoka mm-hmm. art piece, which I, I've I love that so much. So um, I was just curious, you know, you have a lot of obviously you have a lot of sequel um, inspired artwork in in your repertoire because that's what got you into Star Wars, but there's also quite a bit of Clone Wars artwork. Um, and Clone Wars references in in your stuff here. So when did you jump into the Clone Wars? Oh, um, Clone Wars, I jumped into right after I was done with, uh, about a year after I was done with um, with our college, because, uh, again, didn't really have the time. But I was more curious now. You know, now that I had the time, I was curious about all the stuff that I missed before, which which was Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, and all that stuff. So, you know, and you know, it's so important to watch Rebels if you want. I mean, Clone Wars if you want to get into more of the prequel era because this it feels so much information. So mm-hmm. that was um, I, that was one of the things that I've been wanting to do for a while. I just didn't. I wanted to do a, you know, a prequel uh, art, but it just I didn't know what to do. This always I'm always idea based. You know, whatever idea attracts me the most is what I go for. And so in this case, I just wanted to do something cool and wanted to draw Anakin, wanted to draw, uh, you know, um, Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka. And this just was a fun little thing to do. And it was just, it came out pretty cool. Just something that I've been wanting to do. I still want to do more Clone War stuff, more Rebel stuff. It's just a matter of finding that idea because it's easy to drop so many I dropped so many artworks that I that I'm in the progress of doing just because I, there's a better idea that came along that I think is more more interesting and pulls at the heartstrings or whatever. So this was just um, it was just a little fun little piece to get away from something that's so heavy and just focus on just cool action poses and yeah. and you know give a little give a little love to the Clone Wars. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, you know action hero. Uh, piece so which is the adventure and the action and the excitement of Star Wars is something I've always very much enjoyed so uh, having something that you know <laughs> captures some of that uh, as much as I love some of the other more thoughtful pieces um, you know having that in there as well is just exciting so thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely want to do more Rebels and Clone Wars stuff it's just, it's just a matter of finding that idea fair enough yeah. 
Well, that's the one thing I, I'm, I'm always jealous of those of you with artistic abilities is I'm always thinking of like, oh, this would be such a cool like Star Wars painting. But it's like, well, I'll never be able to do that. So that's when I have to reach out to friends of mine who are actually good at art and just say, hey, you want to do this for me? And a lot of times they say <laughs> yes, which is great. <laughs> um, but uh, awesome. Roberto, we, we want to thank you so much for making the time to to be on the show with us this week. I, I, I just, again, so enamored with your piece together again and all of your i mean it's it's all I, the colors you use are so vibrant they're so lively they there's a warmth to your colors that i think again like just captures that that warm glow that i think star wars puts in all of our all of our hearts except you know i mean you know you got you got their you got your butt heads out there but overall i think <laughs> you know you you really uh you really capture that that beautiful warmth that star wars presents to all of us so Thank you so much for making the time to be with us on on the episode. And thank you so much for having me. This was uh, this was such a blast to to talk about, and I definitely enjoy you guys' uh, you know back and forth. So you guys are awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and you know, hope maybe we can uh, convince you to come back again sometime and, and talk about some of the other. You've done so many prints, and I'm sure in more, as time goes on, you're going to hit us with even more incredible ones. So we'd love to have you back uh, sometime later on to talk about more Star Wars art. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. And <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to top this one, but together again. But who knows? <laughs> maybe lightning was struck twice. <laughs> yeah, that's well. You know, it's. Hopefully you don't get bogged down with, with that so that it like, don't let that inhibit you just doing what you, what you keep loving to do because, uh, you know, all of your prints have a magic to them. I think this one just, you know, it was so big and epic. So, <laughs> you know, you were like, yeah, yeah. like Michael Jackson putting out thriller, you know, how do you top that? You just, <laughs> sometimes you just can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure that was as encouraging as you were hoping. Uh, no. <laughs> well, oh, all right. Well, anyway. Um, yes. So, well, before we wrap up, we have a, a fun matchup for you for next week, everyone, um, where we are pitting two Mandalorian characters who never got the chance to fight in the show, but we think it'd be really fun to see who you think would, would take this particular fight. And Jason, who are we putting up against one another? Ooh, yes. We are going to be pitting uh, Din Djarin versus Fennec Shand. So, um, obviously, the Mandalorian himself versus Fennec Shand, the, uh, the bounty hunter that was introduced in the show and has now uh, made an appearance in Bad Batch. So... Um, yeah, we want to see what people think about that matchup. Who would win between yes. those two? Yes, so. indeed. And uh, Carl, if people want to weigh in on that matchup or want to weigh in on anything that we've discussed in this episode, where can people reach us? We are on Twitter at Wampas Lair. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore Wampas Lair. And you can always email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. And Roberto, if folks would like to follow your Star Wars art and uh, Star Wars musings, where could folks find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram on uh, Roberto underscore double underscore draws. Uh, and 
you can find me on Twitter, with the Roberto underscore draws. But if you want to see some of the process work, I uh, definitely go to Twitter. And because that's where I, I, I like to hang out the most. But yeah, you also might find my <laughs> my horrible Star Wars takes there too. So maybe Instagram would be the better place if you're just interested in the art. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm going to quickly come to the defense of that and just say none of your takes are anything but loving on Star Wars. I think the folks that, you know, again, people can disagree. You know, they don't, you don't have to be like, oh, I, 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 you know, you can disagree without being a jerk. And sadly, so many folks don't seem to understand that. Um, but uh I, the internet is not designed for agreeable disagreement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, for one, I, I love your takes because they're always just so infused with your love of Star Wars. Um, and whether they're popular takes or not shouldn't matter. What matters is that you're pouring your love for Star Wars into the universe of Star Wars. And we're all better for it, Roberto. So it's, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, uh, Carl, anything else before we close down this episode? No, I'll be excited to be back next next week to start our, our 10-year celebration, my friend. Ooh, yeah. No pressure there. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it as well. But that uh, is going to wrap us up for this episode. This has been episode number 438 of the Wampus Lair podcast, Together Again. For Carl and Roberto, I'm Jason. And we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair.